Our next topic is valuation of literature. So among the functions of criticism is the valuation of evaluation is most important and the word critic goes back to Greek word which means judgment. The critic is, is a judge and valuation then is an act of judgment. So it is an act that is human nature. Criticism is an inevitable as breathing. After reading book, we invariably say whether it is good or bad. In its primary sense, criticism is a personal matter. Every reader has his opinion, even if he does not openly express it. A personal judgment may not be accepted as criticism because the personal opinion is individualistic and is not subject to universally acceptable norm. And yet it has the essential mark of criticism. The argument that valuation must have norm is classically in origin. The romantic attitude is individualistic. On this view, there could be as many judgments of a work of literature as there are readers. So it may result in a chaos of opinions. The classic way is to make criticism a collaborative effort, a common pursuit in search of true judgment. The individual must surrender his personal prejudices and preferences to the common pursuit. So this requires certainly generally agreed principles of literature. The romantic trend is to agree to disagree. The classical method is to judge of literature on the basis of universally agreed values. So there are two kinds of critical evaluation. One is called review and the other criticism. So we are mostly familiar with reviews which appear in magazines and newspapers. A review is a hastily written work of criticism. It is contained in a limited space. It usually is meant to promote the sale of the book reviewed. Sometimes it may aim at undoing the work's reputation. For most people, this is good enough. So criticism, on the contrary, an act of judgment based on principles. It is a so slow and deliberate work and the judgment that results in has an enduring value. Virginia Woolf once remarked, we have a thousand policemen but only few judges. So the reviewer is like the policeman on the spot to keep law and order. The critic like the judge produces his judgment on the basis of the constitution and the law. So Matthew Arnold in his famous Touchstone method teaches us to discover the best in poetry. He advises us to avoid personal and historical judgments. The real judgment has the fundamental principle. Poetry must have high seriousness and truth in subject matter and mellifluity and movement of diction in style. If these are applied, you arrive at real judgment. For these we require tact. So this tact can be a matter of trained instinct developed through constant familiarity with passages in great writers like Homer, Dante, Shakespeare and Milton. So the passage if memorized can give us the tact to detect the presence. But memorization of great passages of enduring merit is not as an easy job. At any rate, this makes valuation an act of saying whether a poem is good or bad. So true judgment must have something more this to do. And evaluation is an act of engagement with the text. The American poet's famous dictum, a poem does not mean but be tells us that we are not bothered about the paraphrasable meaning of a poem. 
the poem does not reflect any reality outside the text the poet or the society outside do not have anything to do with our reading close reading of text means that we engage ourselves with the words in the text immersing ourselves in them and then come out with our renewed sense to inspect the world outside the texture and structure of the form are the only relevant things for the reader so ultimately the poem exists in the mind of the reader as ordan said the words of the dead are modified in the guts of the living so evaluation in the final analysis involves analysis comparison and interpretation in short it can be called descriptive criticism